got your attention. Good morning. <laughs> Sorry. Whoa, that thing's something's humming. What's humming? Whoa, whoa, Mr. Sound Guy. Come on, Zach. You got this. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who will be. He opened prison doors. He rocked the racial sea. My God, he holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. appreciate Mike and Mike filling in the last two weeks and we uh, we were up north one week hunting and 
got a big buck and last week I, I guess we uh we were Kyle was up north or down south hunting and got a new wife right so uh, uh so yeah it's been a, it's been a busy two weeks for our family but I'm excited to be back it's always uh, I'll tell you guys I don't know uh when we're gone and we're not here it's it's just something missing out of our lives and it surely is an honor to be able to preach God's word and share the word. So I'm just thankful to be here this morning. I'm glad you're here. Let's go, Lord, and pray, and then we'll do our welcoming time. Lord Jesus, I thank you, uh, God, for this morning and, and just the opportunity to be here this morning with our brothers and sisters. Something that uh, when you're gone, we just we take it for granted and you start missing everybody. And I'm just glad to be here this morning. I'm thankful to be here. And uh, Lord, just to preach your word this morning, to worship you in song and giving today. And Lord, we just love you and we thank you. And everything we do this morning, Lord, we want to point people to you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone.
So I have some announcements. Dave, was it you that sent me announcements through the email or text? Is it Steve? It was you. Can you put them up there? Because I'm searching frantically for them, and I'm like, uh, I can't find those. So you got them? Perfect. So I'm going to go through the ones I got, and then we've got a few more. I just want to make sure I, I, I get everything covered. I messed that up uh, today. This is a ladies' Christmas party. Uh, this is... December 1st at 6 p.m. So that's like Friday night. This Friday night. All ladies are welcome. You don't have to be a member or anything like that. All ladies are welcome. It's $12. You can bring a $10 gift for an exchange, like a gift exchange. Uh, if your daughter is coming, please have her bring a gift she would like to receive. It needs to be paid by November 25th, which is today. So you can order food. Do you want me to pass this around one more time? We're going to pass it around one more time, ladies, to sign up so they know how much food to get. There are also, ladies, you're having breakfast this week at 8.30 a.m. at Sheila's on Tuesday. So ladies, breakfast this Tuesday at 8.30 a.m. And you can sign up for the Christmas party uh, this Friday. So he'll, I think there's a couple other things. But Dana, where's Dana at? Come up here, Dana. We have... Uh, information about the Crossbridge Christmas float, about the parade, and if you would like to help with the Christmas float on that. Oh, we need all veterans to be in the float, on the float. So if you're a veteran, please talk to us because we want to put you guys on the float because it's um, All-American Christmas, and so we have it as there's I forgot the words were exactly, but you can't have an all-American Christmas without Jesus and veterans. So um, if you have time to help, we still need to paint some more. Some of the girls came over and started working. Um, but if you guys want to work on the float at all, let me know. You can come over any time and help paint and do When's some stuff. When's the parade? It is Saturday night. This coming Saturday? Yes, it's 6 o'clock, and we've asked to be, we're going to be the very, very last um, float, hopefully just before the Grand Marshal of the float comes, um, okay. so that the if you go to freeway, then you could still walk in the um, parade and be in the parade with us. 
Perfect. And then on December 2nd, that whole day, we'll be working here in the parking lot, assembling the whole float together. So if you want to come, please come. Okay. So this Saturday night... Everybody can walk in it. 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 You can help with the float. It's this Saturday night. Parades at 6 o'clock uh, for that. Um, what else do we have? Oh, work day. We're going to have a, another work day at Crystal and Nikki's at 1 p.m., next Sunday afternoon. So, fellas, if you could help with that, that'd be great. Uh, got some things we need to move around for him. Keep him in your prayers, too. I know uh, he is struggling with treatments and had a rough week, so I know he's here, out there faithfully serving, but keep him in your prayers uh, this week. The new member class. So, the new member class starts next Sunday. We're going to have it in that classroom right out in the hall. So if you are interested in becoming a member of the church, you need to come see me, ASAP, because that new class is going to start next Sunday morning. Uh, also, Grief Share. Grief Share is still going on. It's Thursday nights from 6 to 8 here at the church. So if you know somebody who suffered loss in their life, um, definitely the holidays can be a rough, rough time. So invite them to Grief Share. That's on Thursday nights from 6 to 8 here at the church. Tonight, men's and women's Bible study, uh, 6 p.m. here at the church tonight. And then Wednesday night is we have something we call Hanging of the Green. Um, we will eat uh, dinner at our normal time uh, at 6 o'clock. And then the Hanging of the Green is when we decorate the whole church for Christmas. So if you would like to help uh, this Wednesday night for that, please come Wednesday night. It's a great time. Uh, we get the kids involved, the youth involved. I mean, it's pretty much for everybody. We'll decorate the whole church uh, this Wednesday night. And then a reminder of Saturday night freeway. We didn't have freeway last night for the holiday. We're back on the schedule again. Uh, freeway service every Saturday night at 5.30 p.m. here at the church. Anything else? I forgot. Wednesday night services. What else I got? Anything? Men's prayer breakfast. That is gonna, the third Saturday of every month at Grillo's at 8 a.m., fellas. Men's prayer breakfast, the third Saturday of every month. Children's Christmas program, I definitely should have this on here, Sunday, December 17th, it's during the morning service. So the kids, I know on Wednesday nights, are working on the Christmas program right now. So get the kids here on Wednesday night. Uh, I'm sure it's a traditional Christmas program again. We like doing those. Nothing crazy fancy with Disney characters. We like showing the nativity because that's what it's about. So um, I know the Children's Department does a good job with that. So anything else this morning? Yes, what else we got? Yes, I think that was on here. Business meeting today. Uh, it won't take too long, but after the morning service, about 10 minutes after the morning service, we'll have a short business meeting, hand out financials, and, and cover some other things, uh, items of interest. So if you're a member, love you free to stay. If you're not, you can stay too and just kind of see how we do business meetings. They're real quick. Um, so anything else this morning, I think? Okay, if you would stand, let's take up our morning offering and have our time of worship today before we jump into God's Word together. So if you would, bow your heads with me this morning as we pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you again for the opportunity to be here, God, this morning. And part of our, our worship is uh, singing and lifting our voices to you in praise and glory and thankfulness, but it's also, Lord, giving back. And so, Lord, today as we give back to you, I, I pray that, you, Lord, you use this to further your kingdom on a local level, a national and worldwide, that the gospel is shared and preached, and, and Lord, I'm I, thankful uh, that we have the opportunity to give back. Many of our brothers and sisters across the world don't have anything. And so I'm thankful, Lord, to live in southwest Missouri, thankful where we live. And Lord, we give you all the praise and glory this morning. In your name I do pray. Amen.
song gets me every time, guys, because there is power in the name of Jesus, for real. Um, I came to church this morning, and I was grumpy. I ain't going to lie to you, man. I, I was very angry with my children. They, uh, I got them up at 7. They didn't get even start getting their clothes on at 7.30, so they caused me to be 15 minutes late, and I was blaming them, but the reality of it was, guys, it was my heart. Like, I was provoking them to anger, and I had to apologize to them. I still have to apologize to one of them. Sometimes I feel as if it's super hard for me to apologize to kids because, you know, we're the adults. But the reality of it is, guys, that's what Jesus expects us to do. Like, we have to go to him and ask for forgiveness, so we have to forgive because we've been forgiven. I don't know why I just said that, but it was on my heart, so I did. So <clears throat> this is an old uh, gospel hymn that uh, you guys like. I love this song. So here we go. I come to
the kids can go downstairs to Children's Church this morning if they'd like to. If you would, turn in your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. So let me say, parents, real quick, uh, what Ace just described is normally when your kids act the worst or you have the roughest mornings, what mornings is always on? Sunday, Sunday right? You ever wonder why that is? Here, that's exactly right. Here's why. Satan doesn't want you to come worship with your brothers and sisters. Because when you come and worship with your brothers and sisters, and your kids hear the word, lives change. So Satan will try to give you every reason and every excuse to not come, to, to stay home. It's a horrible morning, the kids' hair is going in 20 different directions, bring them. We'll laugh with you, okay? Just get here. That's the main thing. Just get here. All right, 1 Thessalonians 5. 16 through 18 says this rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you let's pray Lord Jesus I thank you uh, God this morning this for this holiday that we celebrate this week where we focus on giving thanks and uh, we, we meet with family and friends and we break bread with one another and, and have a good time we celebrate Lord and um, there can be times, God, where we just don't feel like giving thanks. And, Lord, I pray today that this is an encouraging message. And, uh, Lord, that despite of any circumstances or feelings we're going through, we give thanks and joy to you, not only this week, Lord, but every day of our lives, every week of our lives, because you are good, Lord, and you've, you're there for us and you're with us no matter what we're going through. So in all things, God, this morning, we want to give you the praise and glory. We love you. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So like I said a little bit ago, kind of a, a whirlwind of a time, the last weekend for the man crew. Um, a, a weekend in the Deer Woods where we netted us a nice 10-pointer, and we're a weekend in Arkansas where we netted a new son-in-law, right? Uh, and this weekend, this week we celebrate Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll finish out the, the series kind of that we did on church membership and the responsibilities of church members next week. But today I do want to, I want to talk about something that's, I'll tell you what, do you ever have times, and, and maybe this week and maybe in your life, where uh, you just don't feel very thankful? Uh, and, and I think all of us do. Uh, and the title of the sermon today is Being Thankful When You Don't Feel uh, Thankful. And you would think probably uh, by looking at me and my family that I should be the most thankful guy in the room this morning. Uh, but I always want to—I always love being transparent with the congregation. I always want to do that. I always want to be transparent with you. And I want to be an open book. And here's why. Because I think if there's things that I struggle with in my life, 
more than likely there's somebody else that's struggling with the same thing, or you're going to struggle with the same thing maybe. Um, and so I'll tell you this week, uh, it has been one of the most depressing, tearful uh, weeks for me. And I'm serious. I'm serious, guys. My firstborn daughter is no longer under my roof, and I don't like it. I don't like it. And I've been dealing with insurance all week uh, with my truck, and that will put right that just alone dealing with insurance in an unthankful mood by itself, right? Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I'm an alpha male. I just am. Uh, I, in every area of my life, I have to make decisions from business to church leadership to, to my family. Uh, I'm constantly answering questions, making decisions, and, and then I kind of forget this week that giving Sierra away in marriage, then I'm not really the I'm really not the alpha male in the situation. I'm really not the alpha male. God is, and I've been wrestling, and I've been losing. I've been wrestling all week with them. And Selena, you would think she would be the one that's been a mess this week. And if you ask my family, they'd say Dad's been a mess this week. And you would think that she would be the one that has been the best mess this week, but she hasn't been. She's like been, I don't know, totally different from me. But she had spent time preparing for this. She had read so many devotions and things about this, read books about this. I mean, she had done so much studying on the Word, in the Word about this issue, praying about it. Not your preacher. Not me. I thought, this ain't no big deal. Ain't no big deal. I got this. There's no big deal. Everyone has kids that get married and move out, right? I got this. Well, the old alpha male here has been whipped this week. I'll just be honest with you. I don't have it, and I really don't even feel like I've qualified to preach this sermon this morning. I just don't. And so maybe you're this morning just like me, and you have a million reasons to be thankful and be joyful, but you're just not thankful, and you're not joyful, and your heart is hurt. Now, I'm going to say this. They got back last night, and they came to the house, and I gave them a big hug, and I'm doing a lot better this morning. But this week was pretty rough, right? You, maybe you have a, re- a million reasons to be thankful, but you're not. Your heart is hurting over something that you can't control. And maybe this whole week, you have been absolutely wrestling with God, and you have been like me, you've been losing. So how, how do we be thankful you know, we had Thanksgiving on Thursday. How can we live a life of thankfulness every single week, even when we don't feel like it? And, and this is honestly one of those holidays that I absolutely love. I mean, we get to, we get to get, come together and have a big meal, and we sit around and watch the cowgirls play football, and, and we watch the Lions play football. You, some of you caught that, right? Sorry, cowboy fans, if there's any in here. But we get together and we watch them play and we eat stuffing. I mean, it's just a great day. It's Thanksgiving. Spend time with our family, usually take a nap in the afternoon. But maybe you're like me and you need an attitude adjustment. And that's what really, when I was preparing this sermon, it was all about an attitude adjustment for me. And, and this, our, in this verse this morning, there are three things that Paul tells the church in Thessalonica. And I want to cover two of them. Three main instructions, but I want to cover two. Uh, and the first one is to be joyful, to be joyful, to be joyful always. Now, I think that's easier said than done sometimes. 
I think that's so easy for us to tell people, well, just be joyful. Just be happy. Just be glad. Have joy. Uh, and, and if somebody would have told me to be joyful on Monday, it would not have been a good response probably. I mean, they were in another country and... I mean, they were in Barbados. I mean, you don't even know where Barbados is, right? They're in Barbados and the old alpha male's in Marshfield, Missouri. No control over the situation at all, right? And Paul's primary, so I wasn't, it wasn't been a good response. Paul's primary intent with this was to encourage other believers, to exhort and encourage other believers. He wanted them to live a life that pleased God, to encourage them to live a life that pleased God. Maybe even if they didn't feel like it. In verse 11, it says, to, it says basically comfort and edify one another. 12 and 13, respect all leaders. 15 is to treat everyone with kindness. Verse 16, we get into our text, rejoice always. Verse 17 is to pray without ceasing. And verse 18 is to give thanks. <coughs> Excuse me. That, though, the, this exhortations that he's given us should be a reminder... That no matter our circumstances around us, no matter what's going on in our life, we should never, it should never stop us from doing those things. And that there's no way that I can do this on my own. I can't be joyful, you can't be joyful in all things without having a change of your mind on how you look at things. Your mind has to be changed. And you can't do it on your own. Listen, I, I legitimately thought, this is not going to be a rough week for me at all. I thought, I got this, no big deal. Well, that was on my own. I'm, I'm almost ashamed to say, I didn't put God into the middle of any of it. I just thought, this is really no big deal. Selena had been doing that the whole time, and she was fine this week. And me, I was the mess. Because I, I didn't have God involved with it. It involves changing your mind. Romans 12, 2. I love this verse. It says, do not be conformed to the world... But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So we have to adjust our thinking. We can have joy in the face of situations, in trials and sufferings. I'm not, you're not a trial or a suffering, okay, Kyle? But <laughs> their marriage is not a trial or a suffering. But it is for a daddy who gives away his daughter the first week, okay? It just is. It just is. But you have to adjust your way of thinking. And you have to have joy in the face of those things. That is a pattern of behavior that starts that, that isn't done on your own. That's done through Christ. That's established by Jesus. He, and, and Jesus is the one who started this way of thinking. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Think about this. Jesus showed us that suffering precedes glory. And Jesus' suffering and resurrection have secured, what? A joyous future for all of us who have trusted in him. In Christ, when you're in Christ, you can know that no matter what you're going through, you can have joy. No matter what it is. No matter if it's a child moving away or health 
problems. I mean, uh, Tammy, I hadn't even mentioned Tammy's text. I got a text from Tammy this morning. Her daughter's grandmother, right, is had a heart attack and seriously ill. I mean, we hear about sicknesses in our own congregation all the time. Mindy is at home still recovering from surgery. How can we have joy when it seems like you just want to be depressed and not joyful? Through Christ. Through Jesus. Through Him. Because of Jesus, listen, this is the most amazing thing. And this is what I had to come to grips with. Because Jesus, I know that my kids are loved and cared for by someone much greater and more alpha than me. And that's Christ. Think about that. Everybody, if you're a follower of Christ, your family, your kids, your loved ones are cared for and loved by more, infinitely more than you could ever love them by Jesus. That, listen, that requires us to not get caught up in the moment. To keep a kingdom perspective. To stay focused on Him. To stay focused on heaven. To stay focused on eternity. This encouragement to rejoice always is it's found in all sorts of other parts of Scripture. Here's some. Philippians 4.4 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Being joyful or rejoicing, that's also a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Found in Galatians 5.22. Fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy. Being joyful in, in, in spite of the circumstances. You have joy and thankfulness in your heart. It's always, listen, the joy that we have in our lives is always directly tied into the salvation that we have in Christ. It's always through Him. The most joyful people around should be followers of Jesus. The, the most energetic, happy, just joyful, excited, just they love life. They should be the ones, those should be followers of Jesus. That should be who we are. They know, why? Because they know where their hope and their faith is in. It's in Christ. It's not found in anything on this earth. There's, listen, and there's no amount of suffering there's nothing that can happen. There's no amount of tears, no amount of sadness that could remove our salvation in Christ. Romans 8, 37 through 39 says so. Back, turn there real quick. Let's read it. Romans 8. This one of the, anybody have this verse memorized? You got it memorized, Mike? Okay. It is. Romans 8, 37 through 39. It says, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We're more than conquerors through him. Through him. We, get, we conquer anything through him. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. There's nothing that can happen to you that can separate your salvation from Christ. Nothing in all creation. Who's created? You are. That includes you. Everything. There's nothing. We should have, that's where our joy should be found. Listen, people can have temporary joy. Anybody can have temporary joy in this life. I mean, Go to Barbados, it's a pretty joyful week, right? I mean, that's kind of fun, sitting on the beach all week. 
But what happens when that ends? What, you can have joy in a new house. What happens when the house burns? See, you can't find lasting, eternal joy in anything else than Christ. Because if your joy is found in stuff, Jesus says one day it's going to become moth-eaten and rusty and go away. My kids were making fun of me this week and said, Dad, golly, you've been a mess this week. With Sierra, she just got married and you've been sad all week. What would happen if one of us died? And I said, don't say that. I said, I don't know what I'd do. I wouldn't be all, I don't know what I'd do. It'd be horrible. But you know what? Even in spite of anything, we have to find our joy in Christ. All right, here's the second thing he said. He said, thankfulness. Thankfulness as believers should be something that naturally flows from our hearts and mouths. And we look into scripture to see why we should be thankful. Psalms 136.1 says, Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Be thankful because God is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Two reasons to be thankful. God is good and His steadfast love. He loves me even when I don't put my faith and trust in Him. Now listen, how can you say that this morning? Because you know what my problem was this week? Faith. It's faith. The alpha male can control everything in the situation, right? I can make sure everything's okay. Make sure my little flock little herd is taken care of, right? God, I don't need you to do that. Yeah, I do need him to do that. I needed to put my faith in him that he loved my kids more than I could. It was a faith issue. I didn't have, I didn't have a lot of faith. I was trying to figure it out. And then when they're gone, you can't figure it out on your own anymore. That's why I had the rough week. Selena had determined long before then, I'm just going to trust God with this. She had a great week. I had a miserable week. That's what happens. That's what happens. The first thing that somebody has to realize to be saved is they need a Savior. When, listen, we, back up real quick. When we recognize the nature of ourselves the depravity of our sinfulness, when we realize that apart from God there is only death, when you realize that there's nothing good in you apart from Jesus, man, that's when you have joy over your salvation that's found in the Lord. The first thing that someone has to realize to be saved is they need a Savior because of their sin. Because they've sinned. Sin violates a perfect holy God, a good God. We've covered this a lot, but that's what good is. We're not good. God is good. The biblical definition of good is what? Morally perfect and thought, word, and deed. God is good. God is good. I remember in 1988, football seasons, man, it's like it's all going right now. Football season is up and running. And in 1988, anybody remember who played in the Super Bowl in 1988? No Googling. Put your phones away now. Anybody remember? It's close. That's close. The Niners were good in the 80s. No, it was my Broncos and somebody else. The Washington Redskins. That's right. Called the Commanders now. They played the Washington Redskins. And I'll tell you what. Denver started off on fire. They forced Washington into a three and out. On their first play from offense, Elway hits Ricky Natil for a 56-yard touchdown after the first quarter. Denver's up 10-0. 10-0. Then 
The final score, 42 to 10, Washington. Now think about this. Do you think if the Bronco fans would have known that they would lose 42 to 10, that they would have been cheering in the first quarter? No way. Denver goes up 10, but they know we're going to lose 42 to nothing. Do you think they'd be cheering and happy? No, because they know they would lose. We went down to Mizzou Friday or and on to Arkansas. Your old stomping grounds, right? We went down to watch the Hogs play the Tigers. And there were a whole bunch of excited Arkansas fans until about the first quarter. And then it got, it got ugly real quick, right? But, but if, if you know, you wouldn't be happy because there's what? There wouldn't, there's a sense of hopelessness that no matter how good it could be temporarily, in the end, you're hopeless. Listen, many of our friends and neighbors and loved ones have that same sense of hopelessness. Same sense. Yeah, they may find temporary joy in something here on the earth. Maybe. But in the end, what happens? They lose. They lose. But we don't have that. We, as brothers and sisters, know for certain the outcome. We know that in the end, we win. No matter if we're behind 35 to nothing at halftime. We know that in the end, in the fourth quarter, we win because we have Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, What no eye has seen, no ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Man, when I focus on that, when I focus on that, you know what starts to happen? I become thankful. You start to become thankful. Thankful to God that he loved me. While I was still a sinner. Loved me so much that he died for me. He loves me so much today in spite of times when I am faithless. That he has prepared a place for me in all eternity. Turn to Psalm. Psalm chapter 30. Psalm chapter 30. read 1 through 12. Psalm of David is what it's called. A, psalm, a song at the dedication of the temple. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you have made my mountain stand strong. And hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I, show, if I go down to the pit? Will thy dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me, Lord. O Lord, be my helper. You have, turned, you have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks to you forever. David is praising God for what? His salvation. 
He's praising God for his salvation found in him. He's being thankful for his salvation. Listen, we should be thankful every single day, brothers and sisters, because God is worthy of our thanksgiving because of the salvation that he's given us. It is only right to give him the credit. Give him the credit for everything. Everything, even the, even the stuff in this world that doesn't matter that he blesses us with. James 1.17 says every good gift, every perfect gift is from above. When we are thankful, our focus moves off our own selfish desires and off the pain and, and sadness of any current circumstances. Expressing thankfulness helps us to remember what? That God is in control. That it's him. God is in control, not any of the alpha males in this room. He is. I had to get to the point in my head where I verbalized and make it verbal. The thankfulness to God for giving me the opportunity to raise her for 22 years of her life. To thank him. What an honor it was to raise a daughter of the king that loves Jesus, serves him, and is going to teach her family to do the same. I had to get my attention away from Kyle taking her to his house and express thankfulness to Kyle for watching over Sierra. For, thank you, God, for creating Kyle. Thank you, Lord. Express thankfulness to God. To God for Kyle and the man that he is, that he loves Jesus, and he's going to raise my grandkids to do the same. And if Kyle, I made a lot of jokes at the wedding, but if Kyle doesn't lead his family, if you don't lead your family in doing those things, he's going to have a much bigger alpha male to answer to than me. God, the Lord Jesus Mike Estelle told me this at the wedding. I don't know if you remember telling me this. I think it was you. It was either you or Corey. I don't remember. I think it was you, Mike. You said, do you know how many men would be would switch places with you right now? Do you remember telling me that? You told me that. Mike didn't know at the time, but that was God speaking through him to me. He didn't know that, but he was. He was telling me, stop being depressed. Start giving thanks and having joy. I want to ask our worship team to come this morning. Maybe you have been like me this week and been a mess about something. Thanksgiving, and you feel like you have no thankfulness. No thankfulness. Not trusting that God loves his children and is going to take care of them. All I can tell you this morning is stop wrestling with God. You will lose. You will lose, just like I have. Remember, remember what you have to be thankful for. Remember what you have to be thankful for and where your joy comes from. Our salvation, our victory in Christ, that's enough. If everything else was gone... And you just had Christ. Is it enough? It is. It is. It is. Let all the other things just, hey, give thanks to God. 
and take the eternal perspective. I ask the question, what are you thankful for today? Your salvation, if you don't have that, you can't have lasting joy or thankfulness. I'm thankful today that even though I lost a battle with my attitude, with my emotions, my trust that God has Sierra, not me, we are saved by God's grace. We're saved by God's grace and not our works. If it was works, I'd be in hell this week. Being honest with you. For by grace you've been saved through faith. Not of your own doing. It's a gift of God. Not a result of works. So we don't have anything to boast about. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you God this morning for your word. Thank you for the lessons that I've learned this week. And I'm a lot more joyful this morning than I was Monday. And so, Lord, I thank you for the discipline this week. And just the time I got to spend, which I should have been spending talking and reading about this a lot more over the last few months. And I'm glad I got to this week. And Lord, I just love you this morning. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the salvation that's found in you. My prayer this morning, God, is there's people that are wrestling with things this morning. Not trusting you. It's a faith issue. They turn it over to you. And my prayer, God, is that there's people here that don't have a personal relationship with you. They're trying to find joy and thankfulness and temporary stuff that one day is going to pass away. That they realize they're in desperate need of a, a Savior this morning. That you went to the cross and died for them. And today would be the day that they understood that. And they turned to you. God, in everything, we love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. If you would stand.
Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm glad you're here this morning. So we're going to have a business meeting about 10 minutes after we close here. Uh, here's the benediction today. at Psalm 100, verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. I, I pray that this week has been a week of thankfulness and joyfulness for you. Uh, and if it's not been like me, we have the opportunity, Lord, thank you, to start another whole week where we can. And so I'm thankful for that uh, this morning also, that he lets us get back on track with him, right? I'm thankful for that. So, uh, Caitlin, come on up here. So we have this new member class that start next, starts next week. Yep, give her a hand. You can cheer her on. We've known her for a long time, and she has came this morning and says, hey, I want to be a part of this local body of believers. So I'm really excited about the new member classes coming up. If you've got questions about that, come and see me. You got anything you want to say? No? Okay. Perfect. Well, I want you to stand there because they're going to want to come around and congratulate you. Uh, let's close in prayer. I'm going to ask Mike, would you close us in prayer this morning? Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just, and Jeff nailed it. We have so much to be thankful for, Lord, and that's starting with you. And so, Lord, I know it's easy for us to, to not take the time to recognize what you've already done for us through your son, and the, the penalty, the debt that's been paid on our behalf through your son. And uh, it's easy to get caught up in this world and um, in the things of the world. And, and we forget that, uh, as Jeff said, we are on the winning side uh, of this. Victory is ours already through your son, Jesus Christ. So I just pray, God, that uh, we'd walk out here today, God, and uh, we don't need a, a, a certain time of year to be thankful for you, uh, Lord. We, the, the way that we go uh, this past week, that we, how we've taken time to thank you uh, should be something that we incorporate into our daily lives because you are worthy of our praise and you are worthy of our thankfulness, Lord. We ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. You.